0: BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. This is Episode 1. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training, and today our topic is the residential sales process. Joining us today to talk about sales is Sean Weiss. Sean Weiss is a BDR coach and trainer, and he specializes in labor management and sales. Sean, welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, uh, thank
0: you so much for having me, Matt. I'm so
1: glad to be here today. Looking forward to this.
0: Awesome. Well, um, with your background as a BDR coach, um, tell us how you see sales the sales process, um, and why is it important to someone today? Well, the sales process is obviously ever-changing uh, with everything we have going on
1: in, in the world today and going forward, but, you know, ultimately, I think why it's, uh, why it's important to have a, a sales process in place, um, I think a lot of this goes back to consistency. Um, you know, ideally, uh, we've got a very similar outcome. Um, you know, when, when, when a lead is presented to us, you know, you could say the same on the service you know, side with the service call, you know, really if I'm the owner or I'm, I'm the home solution advisor, um, you know, it could be the owner running a sales call, home solution advisor running a sales call, you know, we'd really like to have a, a similar outcome ideally. Right. And uh, so, so leveraging a process to generate consistency um, is, is important. And so having that sales process that we all follow, so that we get out all the good stuff that we need to communicate, everything that we want to communicate, gather all the information we wanna gather. So consistency with that, I say, is very important. Secondarily, we have got uh, revenue producers that, that are gonna now take this sold job and go out and install. And I need to leverage those valuable resources that I have in that install department so that I've got them installing, you know, the most gross profit producing um, installs that we can. So the only way that I'm going to communicate value and and, and build a case for why a homeowner uh, should or should not potentially, but ideally should, choose some of the best equipment that we have uh, is gonna be by by utilizing a structured sales process. It's gonna build value, build trust, uh, peace of mind with that homeowner so that they can understand, know, and are confident in in choosing, you know, those top tier systems that do the best job of leveraging that critical resource we have in our installation team members.
0: Okay. Wow. You said a lot there. And I want to unpack some of that because I think it's going (laughs) to be important to to break this down a little bit. Um, One of the things you mentioned was consistency. It's a little bit of that kind of, mcdonald's approach where it doesn't matter which mcdonald's you come to you're going to get the same quality big mac Mm -hmm. and it's got to be the same way with your salesperson whether it's a uh, an owner or or a professional salesperson each consumer needs to have that same consistency so i i like that let's talk more about leveraging those revenue producers tell us more what what about that and and how sales ties into leveraging that labor force. Absolutely. Well,
1: well this, you know, labor management starts with the sale. You know, okay. whatever job we sell, whatever job we hand now off to our install department really sets them up for um, how well labor as a percentage of revenue uh, looks. So, you know, take, for example, you know, on average, a, a typical uh, sale in the, in the heating and air business is going to be, you know, let's just say four to 6000 somewhere in that range.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, I, and I'm taking individuals to go out, individual or individuals to go out and now install that. Now, you know, the argument can be made that I can now take that, that same individual or individuals and instead of installing a $4,000, $6,000 system, well, i went through a quality sales process on the front end i built value you know i i raised the why high enough uh, in the eyes of the consumer to choose not a four five six thousand dollar system but a nine ten eleven twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollar system and for the most part you know and, and give or take and i and i understand some arguments you know there's a lot of you know as we get into the higher end products we've got a lot more um, nuance to it, communicating, you know, we've got to set up wifi thermostats, communicating stuff. We've got to deal with customers' phones, get the app loaded. I understand that there, there's a slight bit more, uh, labor intensiveness with that. But for the most part, generally speaking, I can get the same install done within a reasonable same amount of time. Now my labor still, my labor costs are the same, whether it's the $4,000 system or the $12,000 system. So that labor as a percentage substantially drops when i leverage a quality sales process and communicate benefit and value and the reason why why should i go with this 12,000 dollar system versus this 5 or 6,000 dollar system well here we go and that takes time it takes time to communicate that that takes time to build trust in the eyes of the consumer as to why we should go one direction or the other so that really truly is is the, is, is at the, the that's the forefront of labor management is is that sale
0: Right. Well, and I I I can tell your sales coach because I I think that's a perspective that not everyone has with that tie between labor management and sales. So I love that. Now, mm-hmm. let's take it back to our topic today. So you're saying if we do a good job with in front of the customer, we can uh encourage them to maybe make some uh high-value choices on, on what they purchase. How does then the process of what we do tie in to support us, um, reaching that goal. The, you referred to the, the sales process, we go through it, through
1: the Top Gun Sales Excellence class.
0: Yeah. Or, or just uh you know, even, mm-hmm. you know, so BDR has, for our listeners, BDR has a class, a uh, Top Gun Sales Excellence, where we go through BDR's recommended sales process, but let, let's, let's put that to the side for now. Let's just okay. go through, um, a a standard sales process that any dealer could use and then how that by having a process, by having a set of steps that they follow consistently, then how they can um, have better value conversations, how they can build trust, build communication so that eventually it, it can lead to better sales opportunities. Absolutely. So
1: having that process create steps or, or, or points along the way of, that we either need to get, of information, we either need to gather or communicate. So we're really looking at leveraging the opportunity that we have in the home. And by having that process, it just gives us a roadmap, ideally, a roadmap that's been vetted for success, right? Um, that's the whole reason of having a process is to make sure that there's, you know, consistency. And ideally, we, we instill a process that is going to lead us in a direction of success or, or wins. So we've got that, in and just analyzing, um, you know, st- some simple statistics out there. You know, uh, on average, uh, a, a homeowner in the U.S. is going to change their system 1.3 to 1.5 times in their life. So it's it's a it's a it's not a common process that homeowners go through, or even if they have gone through it in the past. You know, our industry is ever changing. So What they may have gone through, the process that they may have gone through, you know, 10, 15, however long ago, and this is their second go around, I guarantee you it's completely different because our industry is completely different. So, so we've got to, we've got to take this time to educate the homeowners on what, what this exactly is. What does, what does, what does it really truly mean to replace the heating and air system? You know, what, what all goes into it? Because what I, what I do know is that most homeowners don't understand with 1.3 to 1.5 times in their lifetime changing this out in their mind you know this is like buying a refrigerator or you know from a from an appliance store or buying buying a new washer and dryer you know there's they they don't necessarily and, and not that they should this is where we come in they don't understand all the nuance that goes into installing it and how how we as the contractors really truly are the difference and so When we don't build value in who we are, what we do as the installing contractor, we find ourselves in this commodity market and they're looking at the price of your refrigerator or your washer and dryer set compared to the price of the, of the competitors. Mm -hmm. And, And and here we are now, we're just in the commodity and I'm just looking at, well, do I trust that brand or do I trust that brand? Not do I trust this company or do I trust this individual? So. We've got to go through this educational process, and that is where, you know, going back to the question of having, uh, you know, a structured sales process in place really leads us and opens our eyes and says, okay, I've got a bunch of uh, of, of points that I've got to communicate here. I've got to educate them. I've got to get myself out of this commodity market, get them off of the boxes, although I love our boxes, don't get me wrong. Our boxes deliver (laughs) a lot of value, but we often forget how much value we bring to the table, too. And how we're the difference, because just like you're 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 talking about uh, the consistency and you know whether or not you're you're buying a Big Mac in Seattle, Washington or Sacramento, California, the Big Mac's the Big Mac.
2: Right. This
1: is this is a little different. And customers and, and clients of ours don't necessarily understand that difference, because I can install the best equipment, but if I do it poorly, you know, it, it's all for naught. It, it's it's not going to run. So so we've really got to take that time uh, and educate that homeowner. And start building trust with them, you know, and 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 building value in who we are and what we bring to the table as the installing contractor beyond what what benefits the boxes
0: bring. Okay, so when does that process start, and and who does it start with? Does it start with the salesperson when they knock on the door, or or where where does it begin? Well, if we're talking about
1: the ultimate goal is to build trust and when we've built trust with an individual then what we do is we shorten the decision making time Mm -hmm. so i've got to build trust and and it's not just me and just say i'm the home solution advisor i'm out i'm the one out there giving estimate it's it's highly probable that that cut that that customer client of ours has gone through many other facets of our business you know the phone rings Maybe a receptionist answers the phone. How does that individual on the phone? What what, what warm and fuzzies do our customer clients get from calling into our organization? And then they may that phone call may transfer from reception to dispatch. There's a service issue. How do our dispatchers handle that homeowner? How how organized uh, is that is that homeowner perceiving us to be? What level of organization and professional uh, professionalism do we exude? Then it goes from dispatch to service. How does our service technician handle all of this? You know, what? what's the perception there? You know, and then from service, there may be that recommendation for replacement. Great. Now that phone call comes back in and that homeowner could be handed over to a, a customer experience coordinator to get the estimate scheduled. What happens there? And then from the customer experience coordinator, now we're finally getting to the estimator. <laughs> so what is that? Four, four potential yeah. touch points in this sales process before it's even gotten to, to our estimator. And then, and then from there, um, you know, we're going to run out and do that. And then we're going to make a, and this is, this is the thing that I always say, um, you know, with, with the estimates is that we make a lot of promises. We say a lot of things. We, we you know, we're going to do this and, and we're, we're the best company out there and, and here's what our installs look like. And, you know, all this stuff. Now I've got this other entity that we can't forget about. Now I've got my install crew or install installer. Now they're they're what I call the promise keepers. They're delivering on a lot of what we said, a lot of what we wrote into the contract that we were gonna do. They're a part of our sales process too that we can't forget about. Now, once the in, install's done, I, we're going back as home solution advisors, most critical step that's often overlooked, that return trip, that referral trip, we're going back to capture all, all the feedback from everything. And, and and we're we're going to show that we were able to deliver on all those promises made. So there's you know, almost everybody when we're talking about who's involved in the sales
0: process, mm-hmm. everybody in the company. Everybody in the company. Yeah, see that that's fascinating to me that we're saying sales process, but it, it encompasses so much more than that because customers today are they're kind of I think you said it was they're judging us with each interaction they have with us, mm-hmm. you know, how did they answer the phone? Yeah. How did that call get transferred? Yeah. All these people and, and, and all along the way there, it is part of the sales process because if something bad right. happens at one of those steps, you may never get that sales appointment that you've been building towards.
1: That's exactly it. Absolutely. We're either building trust along the way, or we're creating question marks,
2: mm.
1: you know? And so we've got to, you know, it, it, it f- f- visually, think of, think of our company uh, as, as the gears of a clock. If you were to turn a, turn a nice wrist watch around or something and you were to take off the back, you'd see multiple, multiple gears back there. And the sales process is just one gear in the back of that watch. But it's attached to many many other gears so and and this is what i love about about improving processes improving procedures you know improving um creating change within an organization is it forces change everywhere else Mm -hmm. because we are all connected from reception to dispatch to technicians to to client customer experience coordinators to our to our estimating staff to our installers um, we're all connected, we're all interwoven. And at some point, as this gear of the sales process improving turns, it's gonna force change in other departments because we've gotta elevate uh, the service at, at all, within all facets of the business, so that we are at every step of the way, building trust, peace of mind with our with our clients
0: and with our customers, rather than creating question marks or doubt doubts along the way. Right, right on. And just for our younger listeners, a watch is something you wear on your wrist, and it tells you the time. <laughs> uh, you know, some some young folks they don't really wear watches as much as you and I did, it's true. or do. Um. Uh, did, yeah. Now I'm, I've gone to the dark side
1: with the with the smartwatch. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, and, and you know, that's a t- so smartwatch. Where we got on that? Is there a, a technology piece of this? Um, in the sales process, that you would uh, say is important. I'm not talking about a specific type of mm-hmm. product, but but you know, generally mm-hmm. speaking, mm-hmm. Um, what technologies involved in the sales process?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because technology has to become, um, you know, uh, a valuable asset to us in the sales process. So, so. One of the things that i that I strongly encourage everyone to look at um, is to find a sales software sales estimating software that we can utilize and there are many out there that we can utilize that allows us to keep um, um, a customer facing estimating process uh, uh, out there and and then i'll and I'll dive into this a little bit more, okay. times to 1.5 times customers going back to that are are changing their system. So again, unfamiliar. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of fear of the unknown that that happens in the eyes of the consumer. They don't know what to expect. They don't know what to expect. So in my sales process, I kind of want to pull back that veil. I don't want to keep anything hidden. If I, if I'm keeping stuff hidden, um, that's not building trust. That's creating question marks, right? I'm, I'm, there's there's lack of understanding or what are we doing things like this. So, you know, it with some uh, estimators out there, you know, and and I see this all the time when I'm going around with companies doing sales right alongs. Um, what we're doing is we're going out, we're gathering a bunch of information, we're taking 20 to 30 minutes in the home, um, we're we're handing them a business card at the end, and we're going to go back to the we're going to go back to the office. We'll put some together. Is this your correct email? Yes. Okay. You know, you should have some. I should be able to get something emailed over to you by, by the end of the night. That's pretty typical. I see that all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, when we leave that home, what we've done is left a bunch of question marks in that homeowner's mind. What, what What's that, what's that salesperson doing? Oh my gosh. You know, are they going to, are they going to rip me off? Are they going to do a good job? How much is this going to cost? You know, there's, there we're not, we're not creating uh trust and peace of mind there. So, Utilizing technology and, and again utilizing uh, more so a customer-facing um, e- estimating software, I think is really critical. So there's 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 lack of understanding. There's education that we have to do here. There's this unknown. So as part of this process that 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 I teach, that I strongly encourage and recommend, one big component of that is having something that I could now you know and. and in light of COVID and things like that, you know, maybe we're not necessarily, you know, handing our tablet or computer to them to let them click and drive. But I could still show them what I'm doing. I could show them how I'm selecting different um, uh, outdoor units or indoor units based upon the assessment that we went through in that, you know, that in that in that information gathering period of of the of the. Uh, of the sales process and in, in measuring what they ex- have existing and take a look at their duct system, all that stuff. So now the rubbers meet the road, and I'm putting together system proposals for them, options, and I'm showing them what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the old times, I could hand them the mouse, and they could actually click on, you know, click on this this you know variable speed condenser. This is the one we were talking about when we we're outside. You know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get you an option here. We're gonna look at, look at some of a, a system that can honestly, you know, it's the quietest system we have. It's the most efficient system we have. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna put this together, you and I, and I have them click on, or at least, you know, in this day and age, I, I show them they can see what I'm doing. They're They're, they're involved in creating the proposal. So we do that. I, I keep the customer involved in utilizing the software that's very customer facing um, I'm just clicking on it building together this system now what I can do then is I that's what that's one option the customer okay. just put together one option with me now I can give that, that customer some some third-party collateral you know here's some information about me here's some information about the equipment we're looking at, the product line we're looking at. Here's some information about our company. Here's some references that we have. I can hand them all this information and I can now take my tablet laptop and I could put together three other options. Well, there's no, what's that guy doing? What is he doing over there? Typing on his computer, tapping on his tablet. There's no, there's none of this fear of the unknown. I've, I've removed that concern out of their mind. Now that gives them mental freedom and clarity to focus on what information I just handed them, you know, to do some more research into me and our company and our products and things like that, because they know, they know exactly what I'm typing on, what I'm clicking on, what I'm, you know, tapping on. So I just, I utilizing software or utilizing that customer facing sales software is, is very, very important because it allows for them to be involved in everything. I'm not hiding anything from them. So I'm building trust rather than leaving
0: behind question marks. Does that make sense? It does. And and it just it th- makes me think of some of my personal experiences I've had with contractors in other industries where they come in, they sit down at the table with me. Um, we we talk about what I'm looking for. They talk about what they have to offer, and then they go out to the truck, and and they're gone for right. a period of time. And I'm like, and we're, that's exactly you're just what you said is going through our mind. What is that person doing out in the truck now? What kind of weird calculations are they making that are going to put me in a disadvantaged position when they come back in to tell me how much it might cost? Uh, sure. Uh, so yeah. I love that transparency and, and the the themes I was hearing from you, education, trust, value. That's the kind of stuff as a consumer, you know, if you, if a salesperson comes into my home and delivers that, educates me, and I build trust with them, and they show me the value of their company and then what products they offer – Dang, it's a, the sales like a done deal at that point. I want to work with somebody that can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I love the, the process builds to that. Um, So could we, you know, we've talked about the process and you've gone through a lot of the elements and we've seen how many people are really involved in sales in a company today. But could we break down just just say for the salesperson? what would be the major kind of steps in a sales process? What I would say, you know, the, one of the most important parts of this whole process is really setting the expectations
1: on the front end. So, okay. you know, whoever it is, whether it's dispatchers or whether it's our customer experience coordinators, whomever is scheduling um, our appointments, our estimate for us to go on, it is it is very, very critical that we, we set the expectation right then and there of what we need to do the process that we need to go through and why here's why again this is a trust builder too because more than likely they they they're potentially calling other people okay and and what what is our competition saying to them you know our, and right here uh, you know we haven't even i haven't even gotten in front of this, this individual or these individuals that, that need a new system i i'm leveraging. You know, in, in going back to your question, who's all part of the sales process? I'm leveraging uh, critical entities within our company to really set the stage, set set the expectations. But not only that, but show us, show our, show our consumers, excuse me, how important and why? Why be, Why do you? Why don't the other people said 20 or 30 minutes? Why do you tell me an hour, possibly an hour and a half, depending upon conversation? Well, here we go into it. Now we get into building the why, and the homeowner goes, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I was thinking." you know, this, you know, this Friday, but man, I don't, I don't have the time. How about Monday? You know, I, I got more time on Monday. Cool. Great. So we set ourselves up to be able to, to follow through on, on what we need to do. So really, truly it comes, it comes from setting the expectations on the front end. And, And that's true of a lot of things in business, but specifically for for the sales process in order to really expect it to work. We've got to set the expectations uh, on the front end with the homeowner. This is, this is a chess piece move mm-hmm. when I know my competition is out there playing a checker game. We've got strategy. We've got to invoke strategy to win. It, it's an element of it. So I know statistically what my competition's doing. So I'm going to do something different. Here's, I want to be different. I want to stand out from the crowd. So leveraging our customer experience coordinators, our dispatchers, whomever it is within our organization that is setting the, setting these appointments for us, making sure that we've got a structured um, script and set of uh, high points that they're going over and covering with the homeowner where they're basically filling them in on what we're gonna do and why it's gonna take an hour, possibly an hour and a half, maybe even longer depending upon questions and conversations.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's a great, and, and you know, maybe I was coming with a with a false um, sense there of because I was asking what you know what is the salesperson's steps, but really it's it it starts before that with the uh, person setting the appointment, and it sounds like they can really have a big impact on how that sales appointment actually goes if they do a great job. Is that right? Oh absolutely
1: absolutely again, it's a chess piece move. we're building trust we're we're creating we're not saying anything about what anybody else does we're we're saying what we do and 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 is that is that creating you know more trust in us and possibly you know some some question marks for the other for our competition? I do believe so you know and then we get out there right and we follow through so you know we kind of outline that sales process and and to get back to, you know, as the estimator out there, I, I want to go through a process where I'm going to, I'm going to show up, I'm going to be on time, I'm going to um, use all typical common courtesies, I'm going to, you know, walk along the sidewalks, I'm going to um, wear my shoe covers, you know, if, if, if necessary, the, you know, uh, a mask, things like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I'm going to kind of debrief on with that homeowner on exactly what, what what we're going to be doing i'm debriefing on what the customer experience coordinator dispatcher went through and explained to them We're going over that here's what we're going to do mr and Mrs. homeowner we're going to start here i maybe got a, a couple of things to go over with you real quick but then we're going to get in we're going to go take a look uh you know at at your home you know we're going to measure rooms we're going to measure windows things like that i'd love you to come along with me actually i've got a really cool tool this, this laser tape uh if i could have your help you know i'd I'll sanitize it and everything. I've got my sanitizing watch and sanitize it. And, uh, you know, you could, if you could take measurements with me, I can record those down. And then from there, once we take a look at all the rooms, get those measured out, you know, then we gotta take a look at the equipment. So we'll take a look at the indoor uh, equipment first. Then we'll head outside, take a look at the outdoor equipment. Um, Again, that's probably gonna take 10 minutes or so. And then from there, we've got pretty much everything uh, we need to start putting these proposals together. And I'd love for you to help me. With that, putting putting our putting these proposals together, love for you to be involved and kind of know what goes into that. And then once we have the proposals, we'll go through those. I'll give you four options to look at. Um, you know, if you have any questions on any of those, uh, we'll figure out which one's going to be the best choice for you. So you know, what all in all, four steps. Okay, yeah. a lot. And,
0: and pretty pretty non-threatening too. Just kind of and then no. part of the process. That's right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The beauty of the beauty of this sales process is that, you know, Matt, if I was talking to you, if you were my home solution advisor, Matt, you're my home solution advisor because of a reason, Mm. you know, you didn't appoint yourself to be the home solution advisor. I chose you for a reason. And you know what, Matt, I probably chose you because you are you, you're who you are. And because of who you are, I think you're going to succeed in this role. So the last thing that I wanna do with any individual is change who you are. This process doesn't change who you are whatsoever. You are Matt, you are uniquely you, and you're gonna succeed in this role and in this position with this company because of who you are. Not because of of some canned process that I have to hand you and I say, you know, I know you like being that way, but I can't have you that way on these estimates. You gotta be this way. You're gonna be you. All we're doing is we're taking a process or taking an outline of high points or things that we want to gather and communicate. And we're going to let you do it in your own way, who you are. We're not going to change you. We're just going to make sure that we are consistent with what we're gathering and the information we're conveying. I don't change you. We just change some touch points
0: and modify them. And I love how earlier you called it a roadmap. And I think that's – important what you just just said of uh, at least how bdr approaches the sales process is it, it's not mm-hmm. there's there's um things like if you're going on a vacation and you're taking out your roadmap there's things you want to get to you know and and probably in a certain order you know if you're driving right um but it, it you can get there you can take the back roads you can take the highway you can take the scenic route um you're still going to hit all those spots, but you, you can personalize it to what you're trying to get out of that vacation. And so that's what I love about what you said on the process and how, you know, you teach it. And when you're top gun sales excellence class is that it's kind of a, a set of steps we give you a roadmap that they can personalize.
1: Absolutely. Beautiful.
0: Absolutely. And we're I, still, we're
1: still going to go to Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> but I may want to visit uh, this restaurant and this monument you want to go over here. We're still going the same place. Yeah. We just made it some different uh, tourist attractions in there, you know, but that's, that's us. That's, and that's okay. We're individuals. And, and, and that's the thing is this, in order to build trust, I homeowners, um, buyers will sense the BS. They'll sense the, the ingenuine, what, what am I trying to say here? Um, uh, disingenuousness of us. So that can't come through. And the second that I try to take you off the tracks of who you are, it, it create, it's just, it's fake and we can't be fake. So yes, it's a roadmap, but you still are uniquely you in this process. And that's what I absolutely love. And it's such a natural feeling. And I've been to so many other sales trainings and I'm not knocking anything in the past, but I always felt like I had to change at least something or be a little different and not be myself. And I did not like that. Mm. did not like that. And honestly, I didn't do any of it because of that. But this process doesn't do that. We don't change you. We just provide, like you said, you've got that roadmap now. You've got some, some direction and, and, and where we're, where we're headed with this.
0: Beautiful. So this might be a good time to, to step back a little bit. I, you know, our listeners who maybe aren't, aren't as familiar with you as, as I am, you and I have worked together a while and, and as a, as a trainer and me being the, uh, director of training, we work on building training classes all the time. What is your background in sales? How did you, how did you come, come at sales in your, uh, personal history? So background getting into this,
1: uh, started, uh, way back in uh, 2005, I want to say, um, in residential sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I w- went to work, uh, with what, who turned out to be my, my business partner. Um, he, he needs some help building out the, the heating and air side of the business and growing that and of his business. It was a plumbing and heating and air. And so I got started uh on, in residential sales. And so started out doing that transition from residential sales a- into kind of more of a operational role. So I took my knowledge and, and experience there and we started commercial maintenance sales division. And so experience with that, running it, managing it. um, And then from there into some other industries that maybe not a lot of people know about, but we also, um a big facet of our business was with both heating and air and plumbing was industrial and industrial um, meaning mainly mining um, but industrial uh, hvac and plumbing and then also mining uh, services sales um, so kind of <laughs> quite a bit you know so um, right. i i've had the i've got my feet wet in a lot of different uh, sales uh, arenas uh, specifically uh, in the HVAC arena. So
0: right on. Okay. Um, that's cool. And, and you know, I know something else about your background that, uh, that, uh, I was kind of working through this analogy before we started talking today and you can tell me if it's on point or not. Um, I know you're, you have a background in music as well. And I kind of mm-hmm. feel like a sales process is a bit like a, a set list for a band. You know, yeah, absolutely. The set, It's kind of they need to know for that night, you know, when they're in Albuquerque is we're going to play these songs in this order. And and we we got to know that because we so we can do it in the best manner possible. And so we know what to expect, just like the consumer happens. And if they do that, then the energy with the crowd, everything works. Uh, now, they go might go to another city and it might be a little bit different. They might shift things around, but they're still Gonna know for that night. Here's what we're gonna try to get done. Here, here are the major points of our of our process for this concert. um 100. So I don't know. Does that analogy work, or am I off base? Man, no. You smacked the nail on the head with the <laughs> hammer right there. Absolutely
1: right. Because here's here's the thing that I do know. Each estimate is like its own. It's a thumbprint. I mean, it is gonna be different. Um, no matter which house you go to, it's going to be different. It's a different, it's a different print, but it's still a sum, right? Yep. We're just getting a different print. So it's There's going to be different uniqueness about that. And it's the same thing going back to, going back to your set list analogy, I'm still playing the same 10 songs, but you know, there's going to be a different crowd energy in Albuquerque than there is in Tucson, Arizona, you know, and, and we adjust to that, but I'm still getting through those same 10 songs. Right but I may have to adjust some stuff. I may have to, uh, create now Tucson was kind of a little bit less, less energy on the front end. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta really amp it up a little bit and bring that energy up, get these guys excited about our songs, you know? So yeah, we make these adjustments, but I'm still going through the same songs. And then to, to add to that, because I think your analogy is so spot on, um, there is, there is the practice. Now we don't just get in a, well we we didn't have a tour bus we weren't that cool but we had we had (laughs) (laughs) vans with trailers Uh, we didn't get into that van and trailer and just head out on the road um to these cities with you know and just get to the first city and go okay well let's what songs are we going to play tonight boys Mm -hmm. no we 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 prepared we practiced we went to home depot i remember this we went to home depot um you know, those uh, sliding closet doors, the mirrors, you know, I can get sliding closet doors with the mirrors. On oh them. yeah. Yeah. I had one in one of my old houses. You know, okay. There you go. <laughs> so we went to home Depot and we bought, I want to say we bought like, cause there's two panels in each one. I want to say we bought three or four of them and we had, we had a, our practice studio. We brought all those in and we lined one whole wall with these mirrors. <laughs> and so, you know, we practiced not only the songs, those 10 songs that we were going to be, playing on that tour but we practiced you know how we looked we we you know the show that we were putting yes. on right we're putting on a show the music is you you could put on a cd and listen to those same 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 10 songs now i'm dating myself or you could go into the itunes <laughs> library and listen to those same 10 songs i
0: would have said eight tracks so the live experience <laughs> a little bit older hey, hey. okay well
1: <laughs> i go back to dates and stuff <laughs> but, yeah. and, and albums too but uh you know, does it, is it going to feel like they're just listening to, you know, a CD or are they going to feel the energy and, and, and and that's going to be communicated to them. So that's what we practiced. You know, we had to, we had to be prepared, but we also practiced some of that. We anticipated what that might look like and feel like. And we wanted to make sure that our body language, you know, was, was up, that our energy was up, that we were going to keep the crowd engaged so we brought the mirrors in so that we could put ourselves in front of that just like we would be facing a crowd and be prepared for
0: what was going to be happening in that on that tour. So okay. great analogy. Spot on. I love it. I'm going to steal it from you, by the way. <laughs> well, I know as a mu- as a music guy, you might like that. Um, so do you do you advocate for, for a salesperson? Now, let's bring it back to that. Should they do some practicing in the mirror? Is that uh, are you saying that or what do you? I, yeah, I am. You know, and and listen, um, I think it's kind of
1: funny. Uh, old days, we were we always called it role playing, and uh, so nobody liked to role play. So we call it skills training now. So when when people get get you know get hip to the fact that skills training is just role playing, then we're gonna have to change the name again.
2: <laughs> but listen,
1: I, I'm I'm a real person. I absolutely hate role playing. To this day, I hate role playing. I really do. That's just me. Um, I don't like it, but I also understand that it's a necessary um, part of just dusting the rust off and refining things. And I also know that the mistakes that we make during role playing are magnified, and then half the time that wouldn't even happen uh, during the normal course of a sales call, things like that. So, but yeah, you know, uh, it's great to um, to go through that and make sure that you know again not not scripting anything per se but making sure that we're hitting those 10 songs on that set list that we're we're doing uh we're we're getting to the high points that we need to along that sales process and again there's going to be some difference in every single one we're going to change it but it allows us to to go through that and you know whether that's just me in front of a mirror which is totally okay think that everybody could do that too um or you know grabbing a partner you know grabbing your owner grabbing your sales manager um you know, and hopefully they're they're providing us with some constructive criticism and some feedbacks. I know, you know, you and I, Matt, in mm-hmm. in preparation for training classes and things like that. Um, when when you come in and observe, you offer you're you're such a great resource. Um, you have a lot of of not only positive uh, things to say about what what was done well, but you know, here's some here's a area improvement. Hey, maybe stay away from this or or do that. You know, this. This might be perceived this way or things like that you know so um it we're all growing we're all growing we're all going to make mistakes we're all but but ultimately we're doing things to get better so role playing uh you know whether it's by ourselves or you know better best case scenario is having an observer there to to help us out something that we trust and we know is gonna um, you know give us some good quality constructive criticism that's not uh, bashing us uh, making us feel worthless but
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely well, and I think uh, you know I've I've heard you say this too is that we got to put some thought into what we're doing, and and whether it's practicing in front of the mirror or even just kind of visualizing or thinking it through. What am I going to do if this happens? You know, working mm-hmm. through it in your mind ahead of time. So if it happens or if it doesn't happen, you can more easily adjust to that. And that that was just one of the themes I've heard from you here is just. Let's think about what we're doing. Let's be strategic, you know, so that mm-hmm. at each moment, each interaction we're having with somebody, we're kind of maximizing our opportunity there. And that's just going to do all those things you've been talking about, build trust, improve communication and and, and c- communicate our value that you're bringing. Awesome. Stuff. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. 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 And, we're, and, you know, we're just scratching the surface here on today's podcast what we're getting into um and that's why that's why this this top gun sales excellence process i think is so unique it's so valuable because there's so much more you know we get we'll get more into those chess piece components of this Uh right and 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 some you know there's industry statistics let me say that without stuttering through it there are industry statistics out there that we can use to our advantage right we and again, we're playing this chess game. Our competition is playing checkers. Well, we could, we've we've got research. We know statistically what 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 the competition is doing. So we're going to be take take advantage of that, and we're gonna we're gonna look at you know how the consumer likes to buy and things like that, and how do we how do we bring these together so that it is it's a, it's strategy. It's, it's not it's not disingenuous or it's not it doesn't lack integrity. It's 100% integrity. But it's also playing it smart, working smarter, not harder,
0: right? <laughs> All right. So we're, if, they wanna, if somebody wants to come to learn how to play chess and sales instead of checkers, how do they do that with you? Do you have a class coming up?
1: I do. Yeah, yeah. We have a Top Gun Sales Excellence class. I'm super excited for this class. This is going to be our first virtual version of Top Gun Sales Excellence. Nice. and it's this august 25th 26th and 27th so it's going to be great um you know going virtual really allows us to to potentially tap into um you know some some people that may not prefer to travel things like that um so i think i think this is going to be great it's, it's the ability now to to get this class out to everyone so really really excited for that august 25th fifth, 27th uh, we'll get all the information on this podcast for, for you to sign up for, I'm looking forward to having as many people on as we can. Um, it's going to be an awesome experience and I hope that you can join us.
0: Right on. Well, um, you know, that's something that BDR has been, uh, getting much more involved with here lately is uh, virtual training. Um, you know, just like everyone else, we've had to adjust some of the things we do, uh, due to the the current, environment and situation and so we've we've already done about 10 um, live online courses this will be number one for you so I'm I'm looking forward to number one for me you.
1: yeah <laughs> number yeah, one absolutely. with the bullet
0: on on the charts um, <laughs> so this is great it's been a great conversation Sean um, thank you for coming on the podcast any final thoughts for our listeners no I, I just I just want us all to win you know and 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 i
1: know that that this sales process can help you and your uh, organization win it'll, it you know it'll it'll deliver a better end product to our to our consumers it's better for our company it's going to be better for our home solution advisors um it's win-win across the board it's win-win across the board and i think it's so important um so i strongly encourage you uh, out there listening um take a look at it get signed up I promise you, um, you know, your organization, your customers, your home solution advisors, we're all going to be better because of it. So right on. Matt, just thanks so much for having me on today. I really, really appreciate it. This was fun. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll be doing this again. I'm I'm positive. And, you know, whether somebody comes to our, your class, I hope they do. Top Gun Sales Excellence. I've seen you deliver it multiple times. You're awesome. Uh, And they'll get a ton out of it. But, think through, think through your process. What are you going to do in sales? How are you going to educate? How are you going to build trust? How are you going to build value, um, so that you can, uh, improve your results and get to where you want to be in sales. So with that, that's right. Sean, thank you. Um, that's it for episode one of BDR's prime resources podcast. Uh, look for more to come and we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.